ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nod Girl Episode 64, I'm here with James Noka, and every week we do horrendous battle with the knife world, trying to set people right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Hi, guys. Hope you had a great week. We're, uh, we're, on, we're on Thursday this week, uh-huh. and uh, so not to be confused with Knife Thursday. Yeah, that's another good podcast, guys. If if you run out of our stuff to listen to, be sure to listen to our friends at Gear Geeks Live. And uh, I know I had a phone conversation once with the guy from Knife Thursday. He seemed like a real nice guy, and that's a real good podcast. So yep, yep, kind of interesting. They're they they uh, they're a little less into actually using knives as they are collecting them. Yeah, so you know we have we have a lot of crossover in our audiences. If you want to hear more about collecting knives and stuff. Um, either of those will do, and certainly uh, Gear Geeks Live branches out into things like pens and uh, lighters and all sorts of cool gadgets that I know you'll appreciate and like, because I do. Filson jackets. Yeah, they love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although every time one of us appears on their podcast, they they have kind of a different audience than we do. Um, they're like. I don't know. They're they're just a little bit different, so um, that's why I started including the warnings about uh, political content because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> apparently there was some brouhaha on Twitter about our podcast after one of their listeners like listened in and heard us bitching about something. So I always you know try what's to give you a warning. Do you, fo- do you follow a lot of Twitter stuff? Do you have a lot of? I mean, I, I, I have I have Twitter, but I can't keep up with it. I, I don't have time to. To do all of those, you know, the different things. I mean, I try to Instagram stuff. I try to, you know, I, I every once in a while I'll put I'll put something on Twitter. I don't even put, post a lot of stuff to Facebook much anymore. It seems like I just don't have time right now. Yeah, I, I have a hard time keeping up with all the social media stuff. I will every once in a while put something up on uh, on um instagram occasionally i'll post something on uh, facebook but mostly when i post on facebook i'm trying to troll people Um, (laughs) so i don't know usually i post stuff that gets people all fired up and pissed speaking of which uh i got a a nasty email (laughs) nasty gram yeah i'm not gonna read it because like i don't know is it that nasty? Uh, there was some nasty parts, and they used some language that we've specifically been told not to use. Um, they used the retard word to describe us. <laughs> Woo! Well, and, the, you know, like, so apparently um, I had to I had to look up the main term. Mm-hmm. Um, they called us shitlords. And shitlords, who is this people? Who are these people? Send so, that email to me. I'd like to go and kick somebody's ass. <laughs> well, okay, so the deal is like it was about the working out segment. 
Like, apparently, like, I'm not happy with my body, and so I go to the gym, and me going to the gym fat shames people who don't. And that makes me a shitlord. <laughs> so well, I, don't, I don't know what the... You know, well, so... I'm, I must be okay, then, because I, I don't go to the gym, and I just freaking use a chainsaw. Yeah, that well... That weighs 60 pounds. <laughs> well... You you getting out there and using the chainsaw and like doing actual labor um, supposedly means that you're not satisfied like with your whatever, and then that that means that uh, you're you know what that them. means? Huh. That's funny. That that means that I'm actually not satisfied with the fucking price of LP gas. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then hey, peeps, you ought to really get that straight. <laughs> and, and, and here's why I go to the gym. Okay. Reason number one. Uh, I, I like to be able to, at the drop of a hat, go out and do something extremely physically demanding that you would not be able to do unless you had consistently been working out. For instance, uh, for the more Oklahoma thing, I went out and did a le- week's worth of hard manual labor uh, with no ill effects. Or earlier this, uh, or early last year, I guess it was in May, I went out and climbed mountains for two weeks, like literally without changing anything, without doing anything extra, you know, so I like to maintain a level of fitness that allows me to do the things that I enjoy in my life. And it has nothing to do with body image, obviously. So, so was this, was this an email from, from, from cushy people? Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I just don't want to go into it with them. It's kind of one of these things, you know, somebody gets their panties in a bunch and, you know, listen, um, you can have whatever body you want and you can be as lazy as you want. And I don't care. I don't have to live with it, you know? Um, but well, see, here's the thing now. Now this is the thing that you're not getting with this whole Obama thing. All you fat people out there are going to have to start (laughs) freaking working out because otherwise nobody's going to pay for your health care. Okay. Jim said that and not me. (laughs) So if you're going to call somebody a shit Lord, go ahead and call Jim that. (laughs) Now, you, I'm, I'm, you, obviously, I'm kidding. I mean, I, I understand that there's heavy, there's heavy people that are very healthy, but um, not very, not very often you run across them. But. Oh, you just pissed off the healthy at every size movement. <laughs> like, listen. Oh, there's, there is one. Oh, there is. Oh, okay. Oh, believe me, yeah, I heard you know what? About I, don't, I, I don't, I don't, um, you know. I have a good friend of mine that passed away a couple years ago, waiting for a gastric bypass surgery. You know, I mean, he was, obese, you know, obviously he was morbidly obese. Um, and and it, it's, a, it, it's, it's sad. It's really quite sad when you have somebody like that that really was, you know, trying to uh, to lose weight. And he was a he was a knife maker. I mean, he was a he was a pretty talented guy uh, watchmaker. I mean, he could make watches and stuff. Uh-huh. And, it, and it was really sad when that when that happened. And, and it was, I'm sure, psychological that you know, put him in the place where he was. He was a big guy to start with, but, you know, he just became, he just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and, and you know, s- telling him that he had to go to the gym and work out was was like, there's no way that he could have done that. Yeah. And, I mean, he would have he would have had to go on like a, like a, a major league health diet for a long time. And um, before he was even physically able to go to the, to go to a, um, um, to to even to, start exercise to, to start yeah to start yeah. working out well, well and and um 
and and I guess the point I was trying to make it it really doesn't have anything to do with how heavy you are, how light you are, but if you'll notice a lot of your health forms that you're filling out nowadays there's there's multiple things going into like the like this big database everything's now e records um, yeah uh, uh, all of your Healthcare records now are, uh, when you go to the doctor's office, they literally are typing shit into a computer while you're talking to them. And, um, and, um, they get, they get, they get punished by Medicare. They, they're going to cut your reimbursements for the work that you do if you don't submit the data. Yeah. And so, and so here you have a, um, uh, a situation where we've got all of this data and they're going to be adjusting fire, adjusting costs according to the electronic records that they have. And, you know, when you say that you're a occasional smoker, that's going to give you, that's going to ding you. When you say that you're an occasional, like you are, you're an occasional drinker, that's going to ding you. When you say that you're a little bit overweight, that's going to ding you. And, and you know what, when you start, um, they, they, they enter your height weight. So you have a BMI and quite honestly, um, I think my BMI is I, – I, Kathy and I had this conversation one time about this. Um, I am, like, on the edge of being obese. And people who know me know that I'm pretty far from obese. Yeah, you're fit, if anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but my BMI is, uh, is askew because my, I have, I'm pretty heavily muscled. And apparently for my height – and my weight is a little bit high, um, even though you know I don't have a um, you know they don't they don't measure your waist they don't measure your chest they don't measure your arms and your legs, um, they just they just assume that your that your your height weight disproportionate. And and you, Mark, you well, know, it's, that, be, what's it's because they've based they've done um, population wide studies on millions of people and they've determined that such and such a BMI across that population correlates with increased risk of things like coronary artery disease and high blood pressure and diabetes and things like that. It can't, it can't take into account individual variations in like, you know, Tom Cruise was, when he was all muscular and everything, he was obese according yeah. to the BMI charts. Yeah. Well, you know. my, I have, I worked with a lot of guys that had to get taped because they were going to get thrown out. Yeah. Of of what we were doing because he, because they were they were obese their 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 BMI was too high uh -huh. and um, uh, it was it was an interesting uh, interesting situation that showed up all the time um, because of that but what what I was getting at is you're going to start seeing things um, like uh, you know price of medic medicine you're going to start seeing things are going to start getting adjusted according to the, those numbers and, and you know whatever the averages are and and I'll tell you there it's kind of scary it's kind of a little 1984ish well and then you, you know the thing is is this is a consequence of you want daddy to be the government um, well you know, when you get your livelihood and everything taken care of you by daddy, then daddy gets a say in the shit that you do. You don't right. want to be an adult? Guess what? You're not going to be treated like one. Yep. You know, and they, they uh, you know, I used to tell my kids, you know, make healthy choices. Yeah. You know, make good choices. Don't, uh, you know, and, and when they're, now that they're big and they're uh, living on their own, you know, they, they make their own decisions. Mm-hmm.
Well, you know, they and, don't need. And, and, they don't need me. They can ask my advice, but they don't. They don't necessarily have to take it. Yeah. My my final word on the subject is, you know, make your own choices. Um, I'm not telling you to work out. Uh, I don't care if you work out. I don't care what you look like. I'm no like jewel to look at myself. Um, I'm very fit. Unlike uh, me, I'm a bronze Adonis. Yeah, so like if you want to <laughs> if you want to look at somebody that like looks good, look at Jim. Don't look at me. But the the point is, uh, you know, I'm not the guy asked me how he could get fit. You know, yeah. so yeah, wh- what do you want me to say? Oh, you shouldn't get fit because that would mean that you're fat shaming all the people who don't want to get fit. Yeah, what kind of a bullshit well, and, and, answer is and that? And listen, and listen. You know, you guys think that it's all funny, but uh, I think that that there's going to be a point in our in our history, in our in our history to come, that uh, people are going to start saying, "Oh, your BMI is too high. We're going to cut your, you, whatever your paycheck, or we're going to not allow you to eat at McDonald's anymore." Yeah, and you're going to be banned from from fast foods. You're going to have to eat salads, or when you go through the drive-through window. Um, because the chip in your arm says that your BMI is too high, you're going to order your quarter pounder with cheese and your French fries and your and your soda, and they're and, and you're going to drive up to the drive-through window. You're going to pay your money. They're going to give you a freaking lettuce. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I <laughs> would love go. to see that tried on and, one of these one of the people <laughs> that just sent me that nasty email. So anyway, uh, if you want to really pull your hair out, uh, Google that shit. Google that shit. Google that right there. Healthy at every size. Um, but anyway, let's talk about knives. You got any new knives? Actually, um, you know, I went, no, I don't, but I, I went to a, um, friend of mine called me up the other day and, and said, uh, Hey, I have a, I have a, uh, my wife's cousin is over and she has a resale shop and she just bought an estate and it, and he had knives in it and she bought all the knives in the estate and i was wondering if you could come over and take a look at this and see what kind of prices or if they're priced right or if there's anything in there that has any real value and i said you know what never miss an opportunity to look at a huge box of knives yeah so so this is like uh, you know we went over there about like eight o'clock kathy and i took a ride over there you know and they poured the coffee and and uh Five, six of us are sitting around a table, and all these knives are on the top of the table. And I'm talking, there was probably a hundred knives on the top of the table, from everything from old westerns to to Ulsters and to you know um, empty sheaths and knives in the wrong sheaths and some folding knives from Pakistan to everything you can imagine. The whole gambit of you know case folding hunters, nice old case folding hunters, and uh, Every single one of them was was like sharpened on a grinder, like not like like a bench grinder with a with a rough stone. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so I was looking at him going, you know, these are all kind of. I mean, you could tell that the guy liked to. He probably used a lot of them, you know. Yeah. But he but he literally took them to every one of them to a grinder hmm. of some of some shit. And I was like, you know, that I mean, that really. I mean, when you're collecting stuff, you know, obviously condition is everything you know new in the box is uh is what everybody is always after something from the 40s that's new in the box and and uh this whole this whole lot of knives was the terrible condition 
Hmm. Terrible condition. And, and you know, I was telling the lady, you know, it's, it's, I mean, these are all, they were all nice models. I mean, like I said, there was, there was case folding hunters. There was uh, Camillus folding hunters. I mean, from the, um, when I say a case folding hunter, I'm talking about the two blade, great big, it's like a grizzly. I think yeah. it's, in fact, I think it was called a grizzly. And uh, a beautiful piece, beautiful piece. I mean, the scales were wonderful. And it wasn't, uh, there was a slight patina on the blades. You know, the, the knife was probably from the 50s. And, um, but it had grind marks on the blades. Hmm. Unbelievable. Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. Well, new in my life, is uh, the Hom Prodigy Trainer, Jerry H O M uh, Prodigy Trainer, and I'm I'm just gonna flip it, see if I can do it. It's kind of I'm kind of in an awkward position to do this by the mic, but I'll try it here. <laughs> oh, nice! It is like butter. I just love it, but I only know one way to open it. I'm trying to learn this other way, um, but it's a little harder because you have to kind of flip it around your thumb and all this. But uh, it's a good distraction. Lots of fun. I'm gonna have to get me one of those. I I um uh you know I think that um, that any time that you can play with a knife and not be obnoxious, you know, like people are afraid of getting cut or they're you know like if you're in a in the line in a bank, it's probably not a good idea to be mm-hmm. you know flipping open your your uh, your switchblade. <clears throat> but but when you can just like get into a zone and 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 uh, either like throw knives or throw axes at a target or or uh, or flipping I mean I, I get the I get the 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 way the reason why people flip around those ballast songs they're awesome they're fun yeah they're they look they look like they're a lot of fun to deal with it's the same reason you and I throw axes at stumps and crap <laughs> oh yeah I, I you know I tell you and, and you know, Mike just made a run of throwing knives, and they sold through so fast it wasn't even funny. He's going to make another run of them. That's cool. Um, because people like to, you know, and, and folks out there, if you are um, at all interested in doing that kind of stuff, you know, set yourself up a nice solid target and um, and and have at it. Don't throw any of your good knives. Buy knives that are made for throwing, or buy buy. Um, tomahawks that are made for throwing or double bitted axes that are made to throw and and throw them i mean you know i i was i was having a lot of fun throwing that old little condor cruiser axe uh-huh you know it's it's a um it's a little short handle axe you know it's a it's a little short-handed double bitted axe um i mean i, I don't know the other thing you can throw too is um uh, our friend Tradewater um, kind of found this out after after our axe throwing uh, event on uh, Bablo. He uh, he he went and bought a couple um, uh, cold steel throwing shovels or special forces shovels, <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said you know what he said those are almost as fun as throwing a damn uh, axe. 
He huh? said they're a blast. He said he set himself up a target and and uh, and you know I guess what you can do pretty easy is go to the store and get a bunch of two by fours and um, uh, bolt them together, nail them together in a big square. Yeah, and and uh, set them up on a you know get a like a big block and just throw them throw them into the end woods. That'd be fun. Yep. Let's see. Um, speaking of fun with knives, one of my uh, medical students that I had when I was a resident, he's from Germany. Uh, I was talking to him on Facebook, and he was reminding me of this story that he he told me about. Uh, dueling scars <laughs> have you heard of this oh yeah uh, I, I i know i'm going to murder the pronunciation but there's a german word specifically for it called uh or something like this and basically it's uh in there's this culture where you know uh you somebody insults you and you go outside and fight a duel with swords so if you if you do a google images search for uh dueling scars you'll see all these guys that have a scar on their face and he told me that uh they lost <laughs> well yeah but uh the, the whole thing is is that's kind of like a mark of honor because it says that like you were in a fight you know if you've got that scar then you've been in like deadly fights and he said that there were people for a while that were uh getting those things surgically done <laughs> um, so fun with knives story uh, well you know what's interesting about that I mean, back in the dueling days, mm -hmm. the object was not to kill your opponent. Yeah. It was just to draw blood. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the whole point was it was to draw blood and we could defend each other's honor. We, we could be gentlemen and we didn't have to kill anybody and get hung. Um, and so they, you know, guys would fight with swords and um, uh, and and that would be the end of it. You know, you would get a mark on you, and you were, and that was you were done. So, like first uh, blood, right? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't; it was not meant to kill. They were not trying to kill each other. They were just trying to basically defend defend their honor. Hmm. Well, and, uh, speaking of first blood, have you heard that there's going to be a new Rambo movie? Oh yeah, I hear that. Uh, I hear that. It's, I hear that. Stallone is in the process of making it or starting to make it. Um, apparently a scriptwriter has been working on it. And the, the basic story that I got is that, uh, you know, he's back in Arizona and for some reason, the, uh, Mexican drug Lords, some, for some reason he gets involved with them and then has to go into Mexico to kick some ass. So now we need to discuss what that Rambo knife should look like. You go first. <laughs> My opinion is, and we, we did a little bit of talking about this afterwards, um, obviously the knife has got to be big enough that you, that it can be a character. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and it, it, it depends on what he's actually doing. I mean, if he is actually being a ranch hand, is that, wasn't that part of the storyline? Uh, I, I, I didn't get, all I got is like, um, and all I got is like the two second sentence blurb that I gave you. Yeah. And that's, that's how I bet if you were to find Jimmy Lyle or, um, the other guy, uh, Hibbing, I bet if you were to find Jimmy Lyle or Hibbing, they were, when they were making those knives for the movie, they were given like a three sentence thing, like make us a knife. 
Yeah. You know, so like for the first one, they're like, well, this is a Vietnam vet. You know, he's back, hard times, gets messed with by a sheriff and goes into the woods with this big knife and like fucks some shit up. So, you know, so he took basically a cross, he took a K-bar and a Randall model number one and made it sexier and made it, made it look, you know, so with, with basically with what I've given you, like, what are some of the features that you would put on it? Well, I, if, you know, later on in his life, He's got, I think this knife has got to be something that does not scream, uh, I'm going to kill every motherfucking one of you. Uh-huh. So a little, little bit classier. Yeah. But he I is, think, the thing is, is like he is going to kill every motherfucking last Well, one. yeah. But yeah, but that's the point. He, he needs to be, uh, obviously you can use any knife to kill everybody. But he, I think he needs to do it when he starts out with something that's, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I'm, I'm, uh, um, <laughs> I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I've got, uh, that's nice. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to settle down. I'm trying to be, um, I'm trying to be welcomed back into society, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if I have a freaking 12 inch machete blade on my hip, you know, that I'm going to pull out and freaking stab people with all the time. I'm not sure that that's going to be, you know, I'm walking into the zombie apocalypse kind of thing. Yeah. So, so in my mind, I'm thinking like a seven inch something, uh-huh. so, you know, seven inch, uh, survive, you know, some kind of a, a crossover, uh, like a, like a big hunting knife, not so much a big killing knife. Uh-huh. Um, you know, something that you know, something definitely full tang, something, uh, that has the ability to to take a lot of abuse, um, but something that looks like it's not quote unquote scary. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because in the first Rambo, um, they made a point of saying that this looks this is this is a freaking this is a very scary looking piece, and and I think that he's like, yeah, that's a scary looking knife. What are you doing yeah. with that? Exactly. Exactly. And and so I think that this knife needs to be, you know, um, more more classy, more in, more in tune with a traditional type of piece. Um, you know, shiny blade. You know, high polished. Maybe, um, maybe maybe a, a, a nice wood scales. Um, not something that you would think of as a combat knife. Uh huh. You know, and and I think that that would be uh, because he's but something that's very capable to do things that a combat knife can do. Okay. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't need to have a Rambo knife to to to, to make a bunch of points. Yeah. And and a trap. You know, I mean, that's so so. And if he's in the desert, I mean, how many guys in the desert carry gigantic knives? Um. My one friend, uh, Paul R., I'll just call him that, uh, from there, carries gigantic knives. <laughs> um, he, uh, and he, he and I went down and did the border thing when I was, I was working on a story for a magazine about it. Um, and I actually, several stories came out of that, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, he carries gigantic knives and everyone else did. Everyone else did. 
I mean, there was nobody I met that didn't have a monster combat knife. But Really? Yeah, and it, it's to the person. Everybody had a big, mean, scary-looking knife. Um, hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, so uh, let me see. Here are my that's kind of intriguing. That's yeah. that's kind of intriguing. So here here are my thoughts, um, and they're just my thoughts. If you look at every single Rambo knife, maybe with the exception of the last one, uh, they are all knives, but they're like knives that are dressing in drag. Um, so like if you notice when a man dresses up like a woman, they accentuate certain features so that it it's like more womanly than woman. And I think that the Rambo knives up up to number three at least all had that characteristic in common that they were knives but they were really showy, and and I think that's probably the same reason that that they chose that uh, that uh, WSK knife for the movie The Hunted, the one that we've been yakking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that number one, it has to be showy. And it has to have some exaggerated features. And number two, you know, I I I think that the knife you're talking about is for the first part of the movie when he's in civilian life, and he's like, you know, trying to be a civilian, trying to be the good guy, trying to de, uh, what do they call that? Demobilize from war, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he's accomplished that. He's walking around living the a relatively good life, hardworking, trying to adapt into society, but then. Some shit happens, and he's got to go back to war. So the way I see it is he goes to a dusty old box, goes through, looks at his, like, you know, old uniform, some photos of this and that, some of his old knives, and he pulls out a new knife. And this one is like some of the previous versions, but modernized. So it's got, uh, like you said, a full-tang handle, um, ergonomic Again, seven inch blade because seven inches means death. Uh, right, right. I think it's it, well. I think it it also means that um, uh, you can see it. Yeah, I, I think that it'll that's, show it'll show up on film number one. Um, it, it'll look good on film number two, but seven inches. If I, I know nothing about knife fighting people, I really don't. So like, just calm your ass down. Um, but. What I would say is is that seven inches is the typical um, length of blade that they say will get to vital organs from any spot in the body. And so that's why a lot of these knives are like seven inches. Like the Fairbairn Sykes is probably one of the only combat knives that's actually been studied to be a killing knife based on anatomical studies. Um, they, they put a lot of effort into that, and it's got a seven-inch blade. Um, and it, it, I mean, they, they did studies of how far apart ribs are, the average distances from various parts on the body, and they came up with seven inches. So, um, I think it's got to have a seven inch blade. I think it's got, it's got to be an American looking knife. It's got to be a throwback on the Bowie knife. And it's got to be, since he's, since he's kind of going back to his roots, um, and, uh, I think you have to give a nod to Jimmy Lyle. Yeah. I think you just do. And and it has to look American, but it has to look a little bit different than the other ones. And I think you, he needs you, to ditch the hollow <coughs> handle. I was just going to ask you that. You think he needs to ditch the hollow handle? Absolutely. Huh? He's got to have a full tang knife because he's 
he's not going to, if he's going to go down there, he's going to go down there equipped. He's going to have a pack. You know, he's going to have a, in this movie, I guarantee you, he's going to have a bug out bag. If they don't, then they're not hitting their target audience. It, they have yeah. to have a bug out bag. So I just sent Jim a link to what I drew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, that is what I would do. Um, and so I'll put that up on my Instagram. I think this is a fun topic, uh, to talk about and maybe we can get some people to kind of weigh in on what they would like to see. I tried that for a minute on Facebook and people are just fucking dumbasses. They're like, well, I want him to carry a Schrade old timer. It's like, fuck, I'm asking for features, people. I'm not saying like, like, think about it a little bit. Don't just pick an existing knife. He's not going to carry something off the shelf. He's going to carry a right. custom. So it's going to be a custom. And then the guy's like, well, then he should carry something that looks like a Schrade old timer. And I'm like, come on, man. Um, the only, the only, the only point I could make, I could think about saying well, about that would be the fact that he, that see, one of the things that was, that was always interesting in the, in the, um, in the movies was people wondered if he could do those things without that knife. That was always the big argument about did he really need a knife that size to do this to well, do the things that he did of course not and and that's yes and that's the point and it's like okay does he does he come full circle and realize that he doesn't need to have that big knife anymore and and actually a, a, and then actually the writer appeases the audience that has condemned the gigantic knife the whole time no and he uses a freaking little pocket knife no <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh they you do not appease idiots. This is a movie knife, okay? It's a movie knife. And it, it's uh I don't know. What can I say? The, I I would go back to something that is obviously American looking. Uh I would give a nod to the uh, original Lyle knife and also a little bit of a nod to um the Hibbing knife, if you look at the way I did the back of the handle on there, the mm-hmm. way that's angled, that's a nod to the Hibbing knife. Because if you mm-hmm. look at the way his guard was, um, that's that's how it was. And also, I, I put a little bit of a down sweep to the handle. That's also a nod to the Hibbing knife. So I think you have to be faithful to the knives that have come before it, but it needs to be a different knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's a... I think that's a fun topic. It'd be fun to see what um, audience members would draw up. Well, and, uh, have, them, have them draw up and set it up on a uh, um, on uh, the knife journal. Yeah, like a forum topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So if you guys want to do that, why don't you just start a forum topic? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and post what I think it should be on my Instagram today. And... Uh, you know this. It's fun to just talk about it. It's not like we're gonna. It's not like we're gonna. Oh, no, you never know. You might. It. You might. You might. You might get a uh, get a call. So, um, what else is going on in the news? Uh, any knife news? You have any knife news? Any knife news? Oh, um, let's see. Knife news. Oh, um, yes. Uh, so I, it's actually knife nerd news. Uh, you know, Ethan Becker, mm-hmm. uh, he 
you know, he's got that uh, joy of cooking, but he also works with K-Bar on the, um, on the, on the um, BK knives, BK knives. So like BK2 and, you know, the tweeners and all those. So if you don't, if you haven't seen those, then by all means look them up. But he, I was playing uh, World of Warcraft because I got talked into it, right? Um, Is that a good game? It is. I don't know if you would like it. Um, it can be pretty ad- addictive, and I just play for a little bit when my brother talks me into it whenever they release a new expansion, and they j- released a new expansion, and I avoided it, avoided it, avoided it, and finally I just said, okay, well, I'll do it. And uh, one of the things, the first few minutes I was playing it, I killed this thing, and it had uh, a uh, cookbook and it was the joy of Draenor cooking. <laughs> so so Ethan Becker is now immortalized in World of Warcraft. That's funny. Um, the other thing, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, in New York, they have um, laws for what are called gravity knives. But um, the way they're doing it, it's crazy. It's... Any knife can be a gravity knife, according to their definition. It has to be that if you hold the blade or hold the handle, you can flip it open. It's possible to flip it open, right? And so, so that's a gravity knife. Any any knife, any knife mm-hmm. that you have that can do that and and meets those things, uh, it turns turns into all a I gravity know, knife. All I know, all I know is this is what this is what seems to be happening in our in our in the world today. The more you disarm, the more they become victims. And so you, 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 when you have people, legislators, that are passing rules and laws that literally disarm their population mm-hmm. and take away their ability to defend themselves, guess what happens? The bad guys attack. Well, and, as, and, as evident with what happened in France the other day. That's, that's another topic. Um, what, I, <laughs> what I was getting into, though, was that these the knives that people are getting arrested for, and 60,000 people have been arrested for them, are guys that are, like, going to work. So they, yeah. they use a knife to, like, cut drywall or whatever, and they buy their yeah. knife at, like, the hardware store for, like, five Well, bucks. yeah, but what do you think is behind that? I, I understand, but they're, the whole point is, is they're... I just want to tell the story, and then we can get into the politics behind it. Okay. So, so basically, they're, uh, they, the cops will stop you, and they'll see a knife. All they have to see is a knife clip on your pocket, and they'll just stop you. And then they'll pull it out, and they'll do their damnedest to try to get the blade to come open. Um, now, do they have to flick it from the handle or hold that, on to the blade? I, I don't know in all of the 60,000 cases how they did it, but there are some pretty egregious... Uh, pretty egregious um, examples of how they got it to work. And the guys, these are like working men. They're not like hoods or whatever, you know. So they're working men carrying knives that they bought legally in a hardware store down the street, and and they end up going to jail. Well, uh, 60,000 cases, it's one of the more commonly... um, It's one of the more commonly jailed offenses, I guess, uh, for weapons in New York. And wow. now it's gone before um, a federal court, that, that particular law and the way that it's been um, working. And so there's an article today on the Village Voice about it. And uh, they've got a video on YouTube. If you Google 
on YouTube, uh, German paratrooper gravity knife. Like that's an actual gravity knife, but like, you know, pretty much any knife that you're carrying. Like here, I'll pick up one off my desk. This is a K-Bar Dozier design. If you hold it by the blade, you can, you can really work at it. You can get it to flick open. You know, and, and that's basically what the cops are doing. They're, they see a pocket clip on your thing and they just work at it, work at it, work at it, and then finally get it to open. So the 710 can, can be too, if you just, if you really, really work at it, especially if you pull back on the axis lock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. And that's what they're doing is, is stuff like that. So that at least that now is getting some attention. Well, I just did it with mine. Yeah. My benchmade. At least it's getting some attention. And if you want to help out in this, you can look up uh, knife rights. That's really yep. the only organization that, that does anything for knife guys. So if you're not a member, I recommend that you become a member. So that is the, um, that's all the knife news that I have. Do you have anything? Well, uh, well, I would just, uh, do you know who Jamie Lynn Spears is? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think she's a cu- she's a country western singer. Okay. Apparently she was she was uh, um, using a bread knife and pretending she was a superhero, and I guess caught on security cameras. <laughs> so that that's in the news. Um, no, not a, not a whole lot of anything else. Uh, all I know is that. Uh, um, that when they start on the knives, you guys are going to be in trouble if we don't start paying attention. And, you know, it's like that whole, what was the deal when they came for the poles? Oh, yeah. I looked away, I came for this, they looked away, I came for this, and then when I when they came for me, there was nobody left. Yeah. You got to pay attention to this crap. Yeah. Got to pay attention. So what else is going on? Oh, not much. What do you uh, What have you been doing? It's snowing like a banshee here right now, but it's warm. It, it warmed up to about the 30 today. Um, this morning I got up, uh, went to the gym, and um, was uh, active in my shitlording. Uh, worked out for an, for a solid hour and 20 minutes, sat in the sauna, took a shower, shaved, put on, of course, Club Man, and... Uh, <laughs> Now we're doing the podcast. Club man, huh? My uh, brother told me, um, and I didn't know this because I was in the Philippines and I didn't see this, but my brother told me that uh, ballast songs are pretty big in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. And uh, especially in the, in the southern parts and things. Um, but he, he works with quite a few uh, Filipinos, and uh, they were telling him stories that, like, you know, if you see an old lady walking down the street, you don't dare try to grab her purse and run off because they've got this way of just opening the knife in one smooth motion and tossing it in one smooth motion. And if you steal a purse and try to run off, you're going to end up with a knife in your back. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. What else do I know? Uh, took, check out um, Gossman Knives. I want to show you this knife on there that Kevin Estella um, helped design. Um, and there's some there's some videos about it. There's some uh, some info out there, some long-term reviews and stuff. Um, let me let me see if I can find it here. But basically, Estella 
um, took it and designed it based on the um, based on his grandfather's bolo. And it's a pretty neat little knife. Um, I like the looks of it. Looks like it's got good balance. <coughs> and uh, what's it called? It's the uh, Goss, Gossman Kevin Estella Bolo. Well, he doesn't have any of them for sale. Oh, he doesn't. Well, not that I'm seeing. I was just on his store. Well, you can go to you can go to kevinestella.com. Uh, Kevin E S T E L A. Um, dot com, and he's got a story from uh, December twenty first, twenty fourteen, on there that shows a picture of it at least. It it, it looks like a pretty standard uh, chopper, basically, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got a little bit of a recurve. It's fatter at the front than it is towards the handle. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of one of these, uh, long-term, uh, reviews on there he's got. Um, anyway, uh, Gossman Knives makes some really neat stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good knife makers out there. It's crazy. Um, got an update from our man in the field. How's our man in the field doing? Good. Um, he's been uh, collecting lots of knives and stuff. Um, he's he had some crazy maker he was telling me about, but but the main reason I was talking to him was I haven't seen any jackrabbits or jackrabbit tracks in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, it's still rare to see. It was rare to see a jackrabbit because they're nocturnal, mm-hmm. um, and you probably never would have seen one because they they're plain they're a plains animal. And um, right. Western. Animal. No, no, we have we have jackrabbits up here. Really? Yeah. Well, no, I take that back. We have snowshoe hares. Yeah. So that I mean, that's they're yeah, a little they're different. different. Um, but a, a jackrabbit is like a rabbit, only a lot bigger. And the biggest jackrabbits in America are ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got these big ass ears and stuff. But but uh, you rarely see them because they're nocturnal. So I would see them like walking through a field hunting and stuff, and they just jump like a kangaroo. Man, they just take off. But I'd always see their tracks in the snow, and I hadn't seen any in a while. So I called uh, or I uh, emailed him, and he said that he saw some couple in the spring when he was doing his fields. So they're around; they're just not as common as they were. Mm-hmm. And Iowa. Then I found out that Iowa closed their hunting season on them, which is probably good. But next thing you know, we'll be well, lousy <clears throat> jackrabbits again. But, well, do, do you have a coyote issue? Uh not you have really. a lot of coyotes. I, I, I mean, we have coyotes, but. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say it's an issue. It's not like we're just overrun with them. Because <clears throat> a lot of times rabbits rabbits will overpopulate and then they kill themselves off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh 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 oh! I forgot a knife news story. Oh okay. Um, oh, this is awesome. This remember I sent you the link to the video. I'm gonna splice it in here. A Memphis woman had to think fast after hearing an intruder come into her home. She grabbed a machete to defend herself against the burglar, and that's just the beginning. WMC Action News 5's Lauren Squires has this breaking news update. I was over there chopping. See, I chopped my blinds off right there when I came down. I was trying to get him. Chop it. Cheryl Nibley had quite a mess to clean up following an attempted burglary in her home Tuesday. Then I heard a rip. In my screen. So I raised up and I got my phone and I called 911. And I was telling her that someone was breaking in the house 
right then. Right then, she was in the front room, but when she heard another noise in the bedroom, she went back and literally sprung into action. When I saw the top of the head come through, I just ran in there and started chopping with my machete. And uh, I, I chopped him on the head. Chop it. And if I chop good as I feel I chopped, he got a wound somewhere. He wound up in a hospital. And he's going to go get some help from somebody. After the suspect came down from the window, he went running and she came after him with the machete in hand. But she stopped when she realized something very important. And I didn't have on any clothes, so I ran out the house kind of naked and I thought about it and I ran back in the house put some clothes on. Police searched a nearby wooded area for the suspect who Neebly says broke into her home a few weeks ago and stole all her TVs. But this time she hopes she sends the right message to the intruder to never return. Go get a job. Go scrap. Get some cans. Get you some money another way. But you just can't go around taking stuff that don't belong to you. In Memphis. Chop it. Lawrence Squires, WMC Action News 5. So the lady had a oh, yeah, 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 break yeah, yeah. into her house, <laughs> and uh, yeah. she whipped out a mach- machete, and she goes, chop it, chop it, <laughs> like that. And she was naked. Yeah, and she was naked chopping this guy with a machete, and then she ran outside to chase him off, and and she was all naked and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and she said, I was naked. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I was laughing. Chop it. Um, yeah, but, chop it real good. Yeah. I had a um, a question for Knife Detective that I sent you this morning. So yes, I you know Mary and I, Mason, I Knife Detective. You know, I, I looked at that. I looked at that, and and I tried to. Well, I don't watch the show, so I so it was. I'm kind of like behind the eight ball with that. So <clears> and the I, show the show is um, Constantine. Constantine, and there was a knife in there that's like a six inch bladed knife with an upsweep to the blade, a rounded handle, and a round pommel on it. And and the the picture that you sent me appeared to be in a kitchen setting yeah that's what and i thought it was a little bigger i thought it was actually a little bigger than a six inch knife i thought it would like a six or like an eight inch knife okay um with it with a slight recurve and upswept blade Uh well um when i i went to try to look and see what the context of that skill still shot was Uh uh-huh and NBC, in their infinite wisdom, still has not really truly embraced the internet because, in the in the content world, what companies are doing, what what smart companies are doing, is they'll run their show during the their weeknight, whatever prime time, if, if that's what it is. But then they'll then they'll they'll put that on their website. Uh huh. 
and they'll put the complete show on their website, and including the um, you know the stops for uh, commercials, and put commercials in it, so that if if me just hears about this store this thing, um, and and maybe it's up against the time that I work, let's uh-huh. say, um, I can go on the internet and I can watch the uh, the episodes uh-huh. that were already aired. Well, so what they did was they took out the first five episodes. Okay. And you can't you can't watch them unless you pay. Well, like anything else, I'm thinking I don't want to pay a dollar ninety nine to watch an episode of something that I'm not sure that I even want to watch. So I'm not gonna. And it's not to not to help solve the issue. It's more I'm talking about the content more than anything else. And you know, I'm not sure why companies aren't doing this. When you have when you have a uh, an organization that releases a whole season at once of a of a of a TV show um, that never was even on the, the regular networks. Yeah, and, and it's so successful that it's not even funny. And the networks are still with their head in their sand, going, "Well, I don't have to do that. We're the networks." Yeah. Well, and then and then you come to find out that seventy uh, percent or something of of uh, all the TV programs on network TV are just watched uh, di- either digitally or TVoed or something like that. So Correct. that you know, nobody nobody watches it the way they think they're watching it anymore. Anyway, you know, it's just. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't get it. But so, so we're kind. I'm kind of, like I said, behind the eight ball to, to to really try to figure out what that is. I mean, it looks like it has some kind of uh, um, maybe Eastern European influence or uh, almost yeah, Turkish on the edge almost. Of, yeah, almost. You know. Middle Eastern. Yeah, it's um, it's got it's got a, like a custom look to it to me. I, I yeah. so I I don't know that I'm going to be able to answer his question, but but anyway, the, so he stumped us. Yep, that's a pretty good one, and it and it's a it's an interesting looking piece from what what I can see. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway, this is our that was from our listener in uh, Croatia, and uh, he's uh, sent me his family recipe for. Uh, for the sour cabbage rolls and Mm -hmm. i i made them minus the sour cabbage because i you can't buy it here uh basically sour cabbage is you take uh cabbage leaves whole and then you turn them into sauerkraut and then and then you take uh meat and you roll it up in there and then you cook it in some sauce and stuff it's really good but if you want to make something similar at home what you can do is take some hamburger some minute rice some onions and some egg and combine that real well in a bowl and then you have to you have to take a head of cabbage and steam it briefly to soften the leaves and kind of wilt them and then you have to separate individual leaves cut the spine out and then you can roll them up like uh, dolma uh, or or something like that and then when I cook them I like to cook them in something really simple like uh, Campbell's tomato soup and they end up uh, really pretty good Hmm. Um, so anyway, that was our, uh, knife, uh, detective question from Croatia. I have actually have a, uh, I got an email. 
Um, there was a, I actually got a couple of them. Oh, this one is from uh, one of our, our diehard listeners. Um, it says, uh, Jim and Kyle, I've been waiting, excuse me, I've been wanting a Leatherman Juice S2 for a long time. In 2014, Leatherman changed the blade to be more of a sheep's foot blade. I've heard you guys talk about sheep's foot blade and your fondness of it, and I thought that you may like to comment on this change. Why do you think Leatherman would make this change? Why do you th- and do you think it's a good change? Um, would they have done it on their own or in response to customer feedback? And what are the ad- advantages to this blade design in general on and on this tool? Do you recommend the new Juice S2 looking for or looking for one of the old original blade designs? Can we answer that uh, after a short break? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go get some uh some liquid refreshments here. I'll be right back. Everything came out all right? Yeah, I got us some water. Uh, you know, on days when I'm shitlording at the gym, uh, you have to drink a lot of water if you're going to not be sore tomorrow, when oh, I will oh. also be going to the gym and shitlording. So, That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good water, huh? Yeah. Sounds good. I got coffee. No, it's okay, see my, too. See my mug? Happy, happy, happy. Oh, yeah. How, Duck Dynasty. How can you not be happy if you've got a mug like that? I know. I know. Okay. Right, let's answer so, this question. Sheep's foot. Yes or no? I think they switched from a clip point to that. Yeah. I. My opinion is um, whether it makes the, the juice any more or less useful, um, I, I can't speak to it because I never use... The knife blade on a on one of those tools. No matter what tool it is, um, if I had my druthers, I'd take that <laughs> the knife blade off and I'd put something else on it in its place. Something that might I might use more a pair of scissors or another pair of scissors or a different pair of scissors, a pair of wire cut, you know, something. And so it's hard for me to even answer that logically because I don't because I don't use them. I mean, I always have a different knife that I use to cut stuff with. Um, that being said, I also know that, uh, Leatherman is pretty anti-weapon and they don't like to turn things out that look like, actually they're, uh, I I can't really speak to that because I don't use knife, knife blades on, on the tools. I, I don't, I mean, I, I carry a SOG tool and I, I, don't think I can ever say that I use the knife blade on it uh-huh. or anything, uh-huh. um, because I always have a regular pocket knife with me. 
So, so I'm really not, really not qualified to uh, speak to that. What about you? I, I actually carry a juice too, um, and a lot of the guys that are uh, climbers mm-hmm. uh, will carry a uh, uh, just a multi tool and not carry an extra knife. Um, and a juice two is a, a pretty popular model. If I, I, I actually would like to have one with a sheep's foot on there, um, more than the one that's on there. I think it was like a clip point or something. I don't remember. Um, cause I, I don't really use the knife a lot, but I would like it better with a sheep's foot. Um, and the reason being that, uh, it's really good for, uh, uh, really a good, really good for oh opening boxes it's really good for having control of where the point is and knowing exactly where the point is um you know uh one of those i i just like i just like it um <laughs> i i do carry one the the one thing that if i was going to add or change the juice to um I would focus less on changing blades and I would add a little loop like they have on the Swiss army knives that you can run a lanyard through. Um, that's, that's just my opinion. That's what I would do. Um, what, what do you have anything to add to that? I I don't think we answered all his questions, but no. And and I, I think but I that, carry a juice too, and but I would like the new juice too. I think that that was kind of the main point is like, should I hunt for one of the old ones or get one of the new ones? If it was me, I get one of the new ones, and I'm actually going to go looking for one now that he's mentioned it. So I'll leave it at that. Yep, yep. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a. I mean, my wife, I think she carries a juice. Uh-huh. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think she carries an original juice. Hmm. in her purse hmm. but me it's i mean i never cared for it so much because i it's i don't know i i like my you know like i know what i what i've got and i i've been using the same one for eon so okay guys uh we just recorded about a half an hour of material and we lost it uh we will get back to that at some point um just real quickly uh shout out to uh scurvy 92 on instagram uh he uh sent me some pics of uh he tagged both you and i in a a picture of uh uh gi titanium mess kit do you remember what the name of it was hard target or something uh yeah i think it is hard target um at any rate uh i don't uh i don't know what i haven't handled it but i thought it looked kind of neat uh and i have uh, sitting here at my feet, my other GI mess kit that's kind of big and heavy that I buffed the label off of. That was uh, no, it was it's called heavy cover. Heavy cover, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and it's, it it looks like it's the same size as a GI one. Yeah. Uh, but the but looks like the lid is different. Yeah, the the lid is a is a metal lid and it's titanium. I I actually am going to kind of look into that, but um, I still have my one that I buffed the label off of, but, uh, uh, let's see. Next time I got to remember to talk about, uh, fix a flat, um, as part of your, uh, winter survival kit, but uh, do you have anything else? Um, well, I, we have a little bit of an announcement to make. All right. Um, 
the American Knife Company is coming online, and uh, their first model is going to be available in, I think, March sometime, mid mid March maybe, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that, <clears throat> but it's in the in the pipeline right now. Um, uh, the first knife is a uh, a seven inch um, full tang. Uh, there's a there's a picture of it on their on their website and and uh, I'll Instagram it out there too. And uh, it's it they're we're calling it the Cruiser series. Um, it's the knife was inspired by a uh, a 1903 Marbles Ideal, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically modernized uh, with a full tang. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the O3 um, ideal blade shape is probably the, one of the sexiest knives of, that that I can recall in in uh, in the history of knives. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but we have a whole uh, whole series of those to uh, uh, to come out, and um, the first ones are going to be out of A2. And uh, various handle materials because they're going to be there will be slab sided uh, knives with um, guards and a pommel, um, and uh, a couple other things up our sleeves. Uh, but it's very cool. Yeah, it's called the American Knife Company. So uh, so check that out on Facebook. Um, we're going to uh, uh, have that uh, posted shortly. I have two two quick questions. Okay. Uh, number one, do you think that that would be a good knife for Rambo to carry in his civilian life? Like if he was working as a rancher, uh, you know, whatever it is he's doing in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would think that that would do. I mean, I, <clears throat> it would be something I would carry. Me too, definitely. <laughs> that thing is badass. You know, it's got a it's got a fuller. It's got it's got a real sexy look to it. Yeah. Um, I like the brass guard on it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I think he would. I think he would be uh, uh, well suited to carry a knife like that, and as his day to day operation. I mean, I, I might even carry a five inch version of that um, as a uh, uh, toward the beginning of the movie, and you yeah. know, maybe I maybe I'd go to my Foot Locker when I really had to, you know, do some. But I tell you. A seven-inch blade uh, knife will do almost anything you need to do. Oh yeah. And and this guy and that and that knife is uh, um, heavy-duty enough that he would never have a problem with it. Yep. Okay. And then I have another question, and you're going to be mad at me for asking this question, oh, but I have away. to know. Ask away. What font are you using in the type on that picture? I have to have that font. I'd have to look it up. Okay, <laughs> you have to look that up because I have to have that font. Are you um, a are you a uh, uh, a serif freak? Sans no, serif I'm freak? a I'm a I'm a design freak. Um, so uh, that that font that you're using is absolutely perfect for knives. Yeah, it, yep, is, it is gorgeous. It looks good. So um, let's see <clears throat> another another thing. I wonder. If we could talk, um, well, maybe I should ask you off the air. I wonder if we should talk. Uh, we could try to talk Mike into doing a a uh, 
a Rambo knife for the crime den. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if we could uh, we could jump the movie? <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be funny. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty pretty freaking funny to be able to uh, come out but with you know the what? Rambo knife before the movie. <laughs> you know what? My guess though is what will happen is with that is um, when you go to um, uh, when you when you let's say this company contacts a particular maker right for for a particular knife. Um, I would almost guarantee you that there will be a gag order on what that knife's going to look like until the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so it'll be it would be difficult to uh, uh, to make one prior to the movie coming out. Right. Well, the the whole point is is like maybe unless this we is get, unless we're trying to to get them to like, trying to influence it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. our like uh, this is this is what serious knife guys would like the knife the Rambo knife to look like this is what right this particular corner our our little corner of the knife world wants a Rambo knife to look like mm-hmm. I think that's a freaking fantastic grind in knife Th- that concept yeah. and a yeah. long topic you know you can hopefully people will weigh in with some suggestions and not just well you guys you guys gotta have a uh, Make a uh, a K bar, have them use a K bar pop belly. It's like, well, that's a great knife, but that's not what we want. We want to come up with, you know, tell us the features, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I got nothing else. But that's a cool no. knife. I can't wait to see that thing in in, in production. Yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, well, they should be they should be available. Uh, um, yeah, I'm thinking mid mid March. Uh, right around the grinding. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're getting the uh, um, the CAD drawings are getting finalized right now, cool. um, and uh, it you know I mean it's going to be it, it'll be a cool knife. It, it'll it'll definitely be a cool knife, and I doubt that anybody will ever have uh, uh, any kind of issue with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a, a you know, I mean I I. I made a prototype of this a couple years back, and uh, man, she feels good. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. So she feels good. Nice. Anyways, we'll go do your surgery, and uh, and uh, we'll catch up. Uh, uh, let's see, today's Thursday, so probably sometime over the weekend. Yeah, I can uh, I can probably podcast sometime over the weekend. But uh, everybody. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, the forums. If you want, weigh in with what you think a Rambo knife should look like. Uh, and, uh, you know, how else can they find us? Facebook? Yep, like us on Facebook, uh, Knife Journal Podcast. Uh, go, to the, go to the forums, uh, knifejournal.com. Uh, send us emails at uh, podcast at knifejournal.com. And uh, we'll do our best and try not to uh, try to read them and, and try not to uh, screw up the audio on them. <laughs> well, and I'll I'll try not to be so much of a shitlord. In fact, I think I'm gonna go get a bag of Cheetos and just veg on the couch. Okay, I'm lying. I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow too, and I'm gonna work out so hard that I'm not gonna be able to walk for two days. <laughs> But that means that I'll you're, be able to go climb funny. a mountain in the spring. You're, you're funny. You're funny. Are you gonna? Are you planning on doing some uh, 
some mountaineering. What's what's the story with the uh, with the China expedition? Uh, on hold. Um, it's either on hold or it's hush hush. Okay. Yeah. So I I haven't heard anything, um, but I know that stuff is um, stuff is in the works. But I'm gonna be I'll be fit and strong and ready to go. I I did two weeks uh, training with uh, American Alpine Institute uh, last spring. We we talked about that on the podcast. But if you mm-hmm. if if you guys want to learn the right way to do shit where you're not and by the right way I mean the way that's not going to get you killed go to the American Alpine Institute and I'm thinking about going back there and taking another two week course because it was so good yeah Um, I took I took the first level course and then the second level course is the during the first level they teach you how to do big mountains you know how to how to cross glaciers how to uh, summit how to climb ice how to get yourself out of a crevasse and I I actually fell on purpose into a crevasse and then had to get out of it and how to build snow anchors and how to rope yourself up and you know if your partner goes into a crevasse how to rescue them I mean they teach you how to do big mountains not not climbing wall bullshit big mountains and you spend two weeks doing it well the next level course is now you have the information now you go out and um, we're going to have an instructor with you, but you guys are going to lead the climb and do all of this stuff. So I think I'm going to go on that. Haven't haven't set a date for it yet, but anyway, I better get to the ER. They're gonna they're gonna get their right. jimmies rustled. All right. So uh, keep your knife sharp and your friend sharper, and uh, good luck with your uh, ER visit. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.